it's eight o'clock. It's Sunday night. That would mean normally only one thing. But it doesn't. Because it's actually time for Pop Culture Clyde. The at-home version going out live on FM radio. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Gary and Daryl are back to give you your weekly dose of pop culture. So, Daryl, talk to me. Hello. How, how has your cornering of the little tooth mar- toothpaste market worked? Uh, not really well. Turns out not many people wanted little toothpaste. You're I think I made a, I think I made a mistake there. Also, we went straight into lockdown, so I couldn't really stand around in the car park. People just kept looking at me going, you're not allowed to be here, go home. I was like, oh, I thought maybe I could wait in the queue, yeah, pretend I'm going yeah. in and then just yeah. offer it to the people like, yeah. under my jacket. But it's been so warm, I couldn't wear a jacket because I look like a weirdo wearing a trench coat. No, and nobody wants to buy outside. a hot little toothpaste, do they? <laughs> could you imagine yeah. brushing your teeth with boiling hot little home brand toothpaste? <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah man, that'd, that'd be a... Yeah, a bit of him, bit of me. That's how you keep the corona away. That's what people don't <laughs> yeah, realise. You need exactly. you need a healthy layer of hot toothpaste covering your mouth. Yeah. You know that. Alex that, Jones has been trying to sell um, toothpaste with silver in it. No, you needed hot toothpaste. That's what it was. Do you know what? And people say, no, it's not. No, don't. Do- <laughs> don't 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 take that claim. Don't get on to me. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> don't be using hot toothpaste. It won't get rid of it. Let me say that now. Don't want to be. Like taken down. I don't want you, the government after me. <laughs> and and you know, you know, he's serious because he's peaking a little bit. He's peaking as he's saying it, which means exactly, that exactly. What? there's a lot of emotion. He really doesn't want you to believe that hot little toothpaste <laughs> will cure Corona, <laughs> unless unless you want to buy every bit of it off of him. If you want to do that, oh, yeah. then, <laughs> then Daryl yeah. will always be a salesman at heart, and yeah, you exactly. guarantee you do that. Yeah, exactly. But look. You know, we, we have had a couple of weeks away, unfortunately, uh, due to this pandemic. We're not at epidemic stage, are we? We're at pandemic still, I think. Yeah, I it's think still so. a pandemic. Yeah, I think it's still a pandemic. I don't actually know what the threshold for epidemic is, but this pandemic has obviously meant we've lost a couple of weeks of pop culture, mixed in, unfortunately, with myself not being very well physically uh, and, and mentally. But that really is enough about me because we're going to uh, a virtual party tonight and I'll just talk about nothing but me then. So for the purpose of this show, I want to do something I won't do later, and I want to ask you a question, and that is, how are you, Daryl? I'm, uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, where I've got... We well, still don't know what's wrong with me. I'm beginning to think it may be uh, some sort of uh, fibromyalgia or uh, what's called myalgia. Um, what's the word for it? I'm not Poly a my al- po- yeah. my algae or something, but I'm so tired all the time and so weak that it doesn't bother me that I'm stuck at home because I just don't get out of bed till five o'clock every day. So by the time I get up, I'll stay up for a couple of hours and go back to sleep. So after yeah. I've watched YouTube for a couple of hours, nah. So, right, so what you're trying to tell me is that for the first time in your life, you're actually the same as the rest of society. You're not an outcast. Is that what yeah, you're trying exactly. to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, well, no, it's like initially by now I'd be like wanting to go out somewhere or do something, but yeah. I've just got no energy, so I don't really want to do anything anyway. No, and so, for those, you know, for those listening, it's at the right time. Yeah, yeah. For those listening, you were somebody that loved to walk around, and you know, you'd get up in the morning, six o'clock, get yourself down London, spend all day walking around, and obviously it has gotten to you the fact that you can't do that. So as they say, you know, if you can't have silver lining in your, in your toothpaste, 
try and find yeah. some silver lining in your pandemics, and that's what you've been able to do. You know, so all of our listeners, you know, trying silver to find... lining in your pants. In your pants, yeah, I think that's something different. I think you've let a few yeah, if you get sponsored. Yes, if you get sponsored by um, Mac Mac Weldon. That is a reference I am clearly not getting. <laughs> clearly not getting. But talking of sort of things we're we're clearly not getting, didn't you have your your birthday recently, Daz? And I believe it's uh, your. Did we discuss yeah, 30, your birthday? My thirty first birthday, yeah. Yeah, it was your thirty first, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, March the twenty first. March the twenty first was your thirty first, yeah. yeah. And it happened just before the lockdown. People when they come over, they say, oh, "I don't know if I should." And the yeah. next day, within lockdown, so no one could like, come over anyway. Well, this is it, because I remember we did, I think we did the show, didn't we, the day afterwards, and I was feeling, I think it was me that was feeling quite unwell at the time, or it might have even been you, and we were talking about sort of social distancing, and that's why, and it was literally the next day, it was like, yeah, you're all going in lockdown now. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was, oh, Mon- okay. it was a Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. I knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah, of course we did, of course we did. If and it look, happened that's... earlier, we'd have been uh, a little yeah. bit out of that. No, exactly, but that, that's why we're having the discussion, you know, that we're kind of having at the moment, because normally we'd just fly into the news. But the fact is, is there isn't any news. I mean, who really... Do you remember the Olympics in the, in the yes. UK? 2020, 2012, yeah. sorry. And one of I the greatest... I don't even like the Olympics. Yeah, and I think we've discussed this before, because one of the greatest things about it was the positivity. You know, everybody was happy. All the news items you read was positive. And positivity breeds positivity. That's what I always find anyway. And yeah. I think that there's only so much doom and gloom around this pandemic you can read. And I didn't want to do oh, yeah, a show. Obviously. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do, who wants to do a show where you're coming in each week and you're going, oh, yeah, uh, the news is is that everything's still cancelled. The world's still not going to return. You know, you don't want to hear that. What you want to hear is you want to hear about how Daryl's falling apart, you know, so you can at least look at, some, <laughs> <laughs> you can at, least look See, at yeah, somebody least, in the world. At least I'm not him. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I've, and you know what? They say we all got to do our little bit to help people through this. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got to do. We got to show just, people just, things could be worse. Yeah, you, you could be Daryl. Just get Daryl on every TV program to cheer people up, going, at least it's not, at least you're not me. He's going to cheer us up. He's miserable. Yes, I'd be standing there. <laughs> but exactly, exactly. Of, yeah, but at least you're not him. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, exactly. You may be Daryl. You may have been dying from the corona, but at least you didn't have to uh, spend your life as Daryl. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems you can still make me laugh from a distance. So, uh, yeah, exactly. The social distancing isn't um, hindering your uh, self-deprecation, uh, should we say. But no, look, I think with right, that... So, so, <coughs> so we're going to go for our first topic. Yeah, I was going to say, let's do a rundown of, of what we're yeah, actually so going to talk first about. First topic, what is better, Zoom, house party or Skype? That's the first term top- That's the first topic. Okay, okay. I didn't realise that was our first topic. but um, Second second not? topic is, uh, are your dreams getting weirder? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, I've heard about that, actually. I've, I've, yeah, the third one think... is, uh, best cures for a sore throat. Oh, it's all Corona stuff. It's all Corona stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, are, we are the the pop culture Corona climate. <laughs> That's yeah, what exactly. we are. We're giving you the oh, update. Yeah. Now, on, on a serious note, because obviously we can't do the news, we've we've decided to change the show up a little bit. And our first segment, if you like, outside of our uh, catch up, is going to be Tiger King. Because let's face it, it doesn't matter where you turn, you can't avoid two things at the moment, and that's COVID and big cats. Doesn't matter where you turn, no matter what you're doing, you know, you, you, you're oh, going to yeah. get caught by I went one out, of them. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. I went outside the other, uh, they wanted to get a drink. I had to run down the road. Tigers, who'd have thought it? Tigers who'd in England running it? after you. It's a way King everyone stayed inside, I suppose. It's a good idea. But well, this, this is it. I think... They are... You know what I mean? You think they said, well, you could have chosen an animal that wasn't nearly extinct. <laughs> you had to ship them over here. So, you I know, know what I mean? You wasted all that money getting the tigers over here. And then, like, going, there's only a thousand of them left. And now they're running through the streets mauling people. Mm. <laughs> and then eventually you're going to have to take them down. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah, to, exactly. You have to put right between the eyes, as uh, Joe Exotic exactly, would so. say. Yeah, so uh, Boris goes to Boris gets in the hospital. He doesn't know what's going on. You know, when the mice away, the cats will play. And they damn are playing, aren't they? You know what I mean? <laughs> Very, very. It's the cheetahs I'm scared of because the tigers, you can see the cheetahs, they hide. They'll like climb up a tree and you'll be there. They'll just jump down on you. So, oh, yeah, be careful. The tree cats, you've got to be careful of those dropping yeah, exactly. tree cats. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, like drop bears in uh, Australia. And we've now, got <laughs> drop... <laughs> now we've got drop cats in the UK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dominic Rob, when he said like he's going to put get, like harsher terms for people on lockdown, yeah. I did not know that. I did not see the cats no. coming. I said, oh, no. yeah, well. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition or the big cats. Yeah, exactly. And and I tell you what, that is a theme that I want to get into every week. I want at least one Monty Python <laughs> reference every week without fail. Especially because I watch my my ten month old walking around at the moment or attempting to walk around at the moment. And you're thinking uh, the Ministry of Silly Walks. Ministry of Silly Walks. It is hilarious. His legs are akimbo. They are all <laughs> over the place. And I'm just like, it's so funny watching it. But obviously as a dad, you're both. I'm laughing hysterically at him. And at the same time, worried he's going to fall over any second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, uh... sort, of, sort of like, oh, which, you know, like, but also, you know, I'm, I'm a dad talking as a, as a real dad here. If he does fall, that probably just make me laugh even more. <laughs> so it's, but, but I do genuinely care about my dad. About my dad? No, I don't care about my dad. <laughs> I care about <laughs> being the dad and I care yeah, about exactly. my son. So we're going to go through Tiger King. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the characters. So the people that yep. essentially, uh, you know, the main people you see, the theories We've got, and then an overall conclusion, although I think we can agree there's two very succinct conclusions. I think we should do something similar with how we're going to end this show, which is, of course, Gary's Anime Adventure. And this week, I'm I'm not picking a new anime. I'm no, picking okay. an anime that is close to my heart, and one that I feel isn't well known enough certainly i mean if i speak to people that claim to be anime fans not enough of them seem to know this one even though for me it's the perfect epitome of shonen anime you know shonen okay. uh stories and that is of course fairy tale so i'm going to go through that now i'm not going to do a big deep because there's 328 episodes you know and i, and I have watched yeah them yeah all. yeah exactly I'm not going to do a deep dive. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to take you through a little bit of the plot summary and then my favourite characters and why I love those characters and what makes them stand out. And then that'll be the end for this week. Right, okay. Electric fences now. And what might you keep behind an electric fence? That's not a dinosaur. Um, Dominic Rab? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's not a bad idea. That's not bad. I mean, I'm not getting uh, keep him away from the country. Sh- yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. That that would probably work behind a, a thing. No, of course. What you should do, even though it's inhumane, you should keep yourself some big cats. You know, if you if you don't want to get fence. eaten by big cats, then you know maybe an electric fence might be the way to go. But 
if you don't want to do that way, maybe what you want to do is you want to open a zoo, a zoo for some big cats. And if you don't want to do that because you're smart and maybe you care about them, then what yeah, you will want to do... you're not a zoologist. Exactly, and you're not a zoologist. Then what you probably yep. want to do is check out Netflix's latest must-see documentary. And it is, it's... Then for me, it's very reminiscent, and the timing is perfect, of Making a Murderer. Me and you love documentaries. Yeah. We are documentary yeah, yeah. fans. Most oh, yeah. people are not. Most people no. are not documentary I mean, fans. When but, I'm watching YouTube, I'm basically watching mini documentaries made by people, you know what I mean? That's yeah, basically yeah. what I do. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I do. And that's part of like Top of the Flops. Really, that's what we're doing there, is we're making a mini documentary, you know, for, for all intents yeah. and purposes. So for me, this is like that, where you've got non-documentary fans talking about it. A documentary you that's... Go on. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, that's okay. Why, why, why is that the same? What's, why are all intents and porpoises? Why? I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what, what tents, you're saying. What have tents and porpoises got to do with anything? I don't know what tents and porpoises... Oh, all in... Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> I, all intents and purposes are <laughs> oh, very well done. I'm thinking, tents and dolphins? What are you going on about? <laughs> Even at home, Dale tries to throw Gary off his game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you nearly did it that time as well. I, was th- I thought you were having an aneurysm then, if I'm being honest with you. I was, I was waiting to see if start, like, your face started to droop. I'm thinking, he's not making any sense whatsoever right now. <laughs> but, but no, of course, we are talking about Tiger King. You know? And as we said at the top end of the show, there's seven episodes, I think there is. Uh, to, to the documentary yeah. hour an episode if I remember roughly give or take we are not going to be able to condense everything in the 30 minutes we've given ourselves now so I think the no, best exactly. thing to do let's just discuss the characters right, now okay. I think the one we actually should start with is the obvious the face the name the Tiger King Joe Exotic I thought you were going to say Carol Baskin oh I nearly <laughs> did she's actually top of she is top of my document, Carol Baskin, but I kind of last minute, you know, like, uh, what's the on-the-fly change? You've got to talk executive, about Joe first. An executive executive decision. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think you've got to talk about Joe because really, no Joe, no documentary. You know, the, oh, no, that's about it. It is he Joe is the, documentary. Yeah, he's the Tiger King. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And, and what I did was I actually wrote a few little taglines because I thought, well, how can I, you know, I'm a man that talks a lot, but sometimes being succinct is the best way to be. So I thought, how can I perfectly surmise all of these characters? I thought, well, I know what I'll do. I'll just write a little tagline next to them and that'll tell everything you need to know about them. So, go on. Gary, 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 mate, mate. I've got to tell you something. A tagline should be like a a line. That's why it's called tagline. It's not tag... Uh, tag paragraph. paragraph. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Not tag paragraph, mate. Ta- it's, so, I've always thought it was tag speech. I thought you were no, supposed like, to do a. <laughs> yeah, Joe Exotic, born blah blah so so. Is Joe, da, da, da. yeah, right, okay. Was born in a. Was a. All right, let me quickly. Was a policeman, <laughs> fell down a. Fell off was a, he a policeman? Yeah, it was a policeman. Fell off really? a. Uh, fell off the side of a road in a car. Got eaten by a big cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a big cat ate half his hair and left him with a dodgy mullet. Um, I think mean, yeah, that's exactly. what happened. No, but we've got Joe Exotic, and this is my tagline for him. Big cats and meth. He's got game. Big game. <laughs> so, yeah. Obviously, He's got game. Big game. Big, big game. game. Yeah. Cats, because that's what they're called, isn't they? Big, big game animals. Game. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. 
Joe Exotic is, as he calls himself, is a gun-toting gay redneck. I think he'll oh, yeah. call himself a hillbilly. He might even call himself a hillbilly. But let's face it, he's a genius in his own way. Because that guy wouldn't have got half the attention that he so clearly needs. And he needs... Oh, yeah. Oh, he does definitely need attention. Yeah. He's definitely the uh, man oh, with yeah. the attention plan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And low attention span. And yeah. uh, you see the way we've been... Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is amazing, Dale. This is not the first right. time we've done this in this show. I'm even starting to do you know, a little shoulder roll for you. I'm getting so excited. You can even see yeah, it. You said... So it's not the type, first time in the show we started to flow. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not a freestyler. I'm a compiler of information for a podcast and a radio show. Radio so there station. You go. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a compiler of information for a radio station. Phoenix <laughs> yeah. FM 98. You know, it's great. Every Sunday, 8 till 10. <laughs> Tell you when. Joe Exotic, big character meth, he's got game, a big game. You know what I say? Yay! <laughs> and you know my name. <laughs> well, Stop I've culture climate. I, I was not expecting and, and for anybody listening to this, hand on my heart, that was an unprepared, and I know, because you listened to it thinking that was shades of Eminem just then. Yeah, yeah that that, was he the must have wrote that down. That couldn't have come off the top of the dome. No, no way that could have come off the top of the dome, but it did. It did. Oh, yeah. And Amazing, until, that one. <laughs> and talking of, of <laughs> people who, other people want to put things on the top of their dome, uh, Carol Baskin, you know, because uh, Joe wants to put one right in between her eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the top of her dome, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, I'd take... It was like, my landing don't work. And I was like, where's he going with that? Ah, ah nice. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I doubted you for a second there, Gal. I really did. I was like, do not know where he's going with that. I half doubted myself. I half doubted myself. <laughs> but, but do you know you what? You said it and you're like, I've got to quickly, don't, yeah, don't quickly, I'm make this work. Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's the, me. but the thing is, I'm looking, the thing is, I'm looking at names like Joe Exotic, Bhagavan Antel, and I'm thinking, if they have confidence in themselves, I should have confidence in myself. I mean, Mine might only be founded for like 1%, but they have got nothing. <laughs> so I, I, can, I can handle this. But Carol Baskin, and her tagline is, I did not feed my husband to the tigers. Or, as Joe Exotic would say, Carol effing Baskin. <laughs> Carol, Carol Baskin. <laughs> i tell you who did it. It was that Carol effing Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Uh-huh. But, um, I mean... Ha- did she scare you when you watched it? Um, I won't say scared. She scared me. She scared. I was, a, I was scared, like a little bit, like um, no, like basic instinct. You were a little bit scared of uh, Sharon Stone. Yes. I was kind of, that kind of scared. You get yes. what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yes. Was that like, was oh. exactly it. She was talking about like she's going, especially she's like, 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 have you seen like, my meat grinder? You couldn't fit a person, a human body, through that meat grinder. I'm thinking. How do you know? <laughs> do you know? You're like, yeah. Now, the one, the one I used to have, now I was able to fit my husband through that meat grinder, but oh, not yeah, this no. one. Don't this be one, silly. No, no. She's, <laughs> she's definitely got a tiger furry suit that she likes to wear and prowls around the bedroom. Oh, well, how's, yes. Oh, how's, for uh, sure. How's like a chain to the bed and she's in a little tiger suit crouching around growling and going, rubbing, rubbing her nose up to his neck going, brruh, brruh, funny enough, I, I should probably talk like, oh, about don't eat me, don't eat me, Carol, don't eat me. <laughs> don't eat me, Carol, don't eat me, don't meat grind me, Carol. Do you know oh. what? I'm just going to say, so we've got to keep this clean, so uh, um, I, I don't know how this play. But you know that there is such bedroom toys as, as yeah, butt yeah. plugs and you can now get butt plugs that have tails 
attached to them. Yeah. As in furry tails. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I would lay... I know about the Nico girl community, mate. I know. Right, okay, yeah. All I'm going to (laughs) say is I know personally, Daryl. I know personally. I went through a period after divorce of dating... A wide selection of people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm going to say. And I would bet every penny I have, which happens to be zero, but if I had a penny, I would bet every single one of them on Carol Baskin owning every version you could possibly own. Of a towel plug. Of a towel plug, without a shadow of a doubt. But she scared oh, me. It? Her laugh really... How could you talk about somebody being dead and then laugh... Seconds later. Oh, no, yeah, she's a... Well, she's like a cat woman. She's like a, a weird cat woman, but she's got big cats. Well, the, so expression, she's the expression used to be crazy cat lady, didn't it? That used to be the expression. Yeah. But what are you if those cats are the size of horses and they could rip you to pieces in seconds? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you are a don't mess with cat lady. That's what you are. And Joe Exotic found that out the hard way. The, other, the, the next one, and the reason I'm doing it in this order is because they're all the big cat owners. Uh, and I yeah. have left out the, the Mexican cartel guy. Um, Everyone said he seems like the most normal one out of everybody. I know, <laughs> and that's why I left him out. I was like, I can't believe him. The, the cartel guy seems the, the normal one. But the next one is Doc Antle, or as he likes to call himself, Bagaban Antle. And his tagline is, it's not a cult. It's not the wild country. It's big cat country. That is a beautiful face, though. That is it. I mean, if you were Doc Antle, you wouldn't need big cats to get as much tower as he gets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's definitely running a cult, though, yeah? We agreed with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely... mean, I'm going to go into that in the theories, but I am like... No, actually, I don't go into the theories, so I'm just going to talk about it now. That's a cult. Yeah. I mean, we've joked before that I have the charisma and the oration... Orating? Would it be oration? Ability... Oration skills, yeah. Yeah, oration skills to run a cult. I would be a very good cult leader. And yet I look at what he's done. I'm like, maybe not. Maybe not. Because I'll tell you, he is... That is one of the best cults I've ever... If he somehow managed to get tax exemption, that is a better cult than Scientology. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Just uh, offer tigers to girls and then you've got it, haven't you? (laughs) Really? Just go to women. Do you want some tigers? And they go, yes, please. You go then... You know where, what to do. Yeah. If you, pet if that you, tiger. Want to, you want to see my cat growl, I want to see your cat growl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or you got to pet the snake. <laughs> exactly. I've got, I've, got some, I've got some wild uh, big snakes for you to see as well. <laughs> You're a bit, so... full of, bit full of yourself there, Daryl. Big snakes. <laughs> Actually, the yeah, rumour yeah. is the rumor is it's an anaconda. So to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hold that anaconda? I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that was, so there are your three big, big main cat. And the next person I've got in the list, so now we're into husband territory. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to speak... I'm not going to do a tagline for Travis because it's not fair to speak ill of the dead. You know, So we're, we're going to skip over him. But I feel like, just to give him a, a quick mention to know, that you know, like, uh, an acceptance that he, he's part of it, but I'm not going to make a joke at his expense. So the next person we've got is Howard Baskin. And, of course, his tagline... Well, what would you say? Yeah, I, I was going to say, you don't even need to make a joke at uh, 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 Travis's expense because life's already done that. Oh. <laughs> You're actually sorry, Travis. Yeah, sorry, Travis. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, it's true. Anyone who puts a true. gun to their head. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even if you are doing it as a joke, 
you know. Um, mm. So the next one is obviously Howard Baskin. And you could probably guess this tagline, and it is, don't let her feed me to... to uh, sorry, <laughs> I'll try that again. Don't let her feed me to the Tigers. I just want it to be a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, I have watched that. And, and one of the things that I've always prided myself on is my ability to read facial expressions, to read yeah. mm -hmm. what people are saying with their eyes. Because when you talk as much as I do, you need to be able to do that because you need to know whether you're boring people, whether you're entertaining people, so on and so forth. So you soon learn to do it. Which and is I why when I talk to you, you which gone? is why when I talk to you on the phone, you don't shut up. You can't see my eyes. Just exactly. Look at somebody else going, "Why don't you shut up?" <laughs> exactly. No. And in the studio, it's just the constant I eye rolling. If you so put your I hand, of, if you put your hand around the spaghetti, that's enough for one service. <laughs> so you, so you, when you serve two people, you put your hand around this one bit of spaghetti and enough spaghetti. That's enough for two people. I know this, Gary. You told me last time. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, on that note. Um, <coughs> so I have to cop a little bit. Uh, where was I? So yeah, obviously Howard Baskin. How, Howard Baskin. I have never seen anybody's eyes scream "Save me" more than his eyes. <laughs> like honestly, it was like he was trying to send Morse code with his blink. If I knew Morse code, I feel I'd already be out in Oklahoma or wherever it is they are. Um, bum her, Oklahoma, and. Um, yeah, I, I, are they in Oklahoma? Actually, I don't think they are. I don't are they? know. No, I don't know where It doesn't matter. But clearly, somewhere. he needs they're somewhere. They're near the middle of America, but yeah. down the bottom of it. Yeah, and don't be surprised because they're apparently going to be making. Uh, they've reopened the investigation into uh -huh. the disappearance of Carol Baskin's husband. Don't be surprised if they make a documentary and you find out one of the funders and producers was Howard Baskin. You gotta fight. You gotta get me out of this, guys. Keep a camera around us constantly. Have security footage on that meat grinder. I was just checking, and there is episode eight. Oh, what? Joe McCow, Joe McCow of Community Fame. Yeah, there's an after-show episode where he's talking to some people. Let me just. What did I just do with it? I just added it a second ago. Hang on. Keep talking. Because I know David Spade's been doing that, hasn't he? David Spade of yeah, Adam yeah. Sandler fame. Um, well, he had, he had a he had a show, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, did he? And uh, yeah, he had a show. Yeah, because I the podcast I listened to some of the people used to write for it. Oh, so really? he he was doing it at home, but that's now been cancelled. So oh, so he's doing because he's doing yeah, so, fi I think that's what it's called. Yeah, 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 with David, yeah, yeah. David Spade. So it looks. Yeah, let me just tell you what it says. It says. Oh no, don't play it. It says. I'll tell you. It says. This after show, Joe, Joe, Joe McCow talks to Jeff, Seth, Eric, and Moore to get their reactions to the series and their portrays and their new fame. Ooh, ooh. And the oh. picture it shows, the picture, the picture it shows you, yeah. he's talking to Jeff Lowe, Jeff Lowe and his girlfriend, Ranky. Sylvia. Seth. No, not Sylvia. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't oh, know. What is her name? It's uh, Lauren. Lauren Lowe. Yeah, Lauren. Seth. Um, the doo doo was the. Uh, What's his name? There's a number of dudes um, in it. <laughs> um, the one who's uh, he's what's called manager. Lost the legs. John... No, the, the 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 guy the guy who used to work in Walmart who saw Travis shot himself. Oh, the campaign manager. Yeah. Or, yeah, the campaign or, manager. Yeah. Or, or as my tagline has him, so I'll just skip this one when I get to it. The cat pain manager. 
Because you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a genius. I'm a genius. I just come up with stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My head. So yeah. Like, so they're like, all in there as well. Cat pain. Do you see what I did? Yeah. I changed the M to a T, right? <gasps> and then that I changed it, cap- it to cat. And this is all about big cats. And he was doing yeah, a yeah, campaign yeah, exactly. for a big cat owner. I mean, I'm a genius. I, I should have my own yeah, radio show. That's what I should do. Yeah, you should have your radio. You're <laughs> such a way. Ah, see, it's on the second page. I didn't go down to the second page while I've seen it. Right, anyway. Oh, well, <laughs> well, you've got a lot of people now. Yeah, hey, we have got list. a lot of people. So as we as we move quickly on, we then have the first of Joe Exotic's husbands, or certainly the first we're introduced to, um, and that is John Finley. And his tagline, just in case people can't picture which husband I'm talking about, his tagline is... There's so is, many of them. Yeah, exactly. More tattoos than teeth. Meth, a hell of a drug. And no, we are not condoning the use of meth. <laughs> but, but if you want to lose your teeth... Yeah, it would... it's a hell of a drug. Exactly. A hell of a drug does not mean it's a good drug. It means it's hell of a drug. It's exactly. a drug that will drive you to make you feel like you're in hell after you've been up for four years. Exactly. And you've and lost all your teeth. All your teeth. Because for some He's got reason... all his teeth. He's got, got his teeth back now, by the way. Oh, has he? That's good. That's good. As somebody that's yeah, yeah, yeah. actually got a missing tooth myself, you know, I, I, yeah, I yeah, sort yeah, of feel always... a bit sorry for him. They, he said that when they interviewed him, they made him take his teeth out. Oh, really? Obviously, probably from what I've that. heard. Yeah, well, I but, could believe that. But the thing is, you don't know when these interviews took in the timeline because obviously they've been doing this for five years. It wasn't just, you know what I mean? Oh, have they? I didn't know that. I didn't know. It was yeah, yeah, they've been doing this whole. They started the documentary five years ago. It's been a five-year documentary from oh, wow. beginning to end because they had to be because they've got Travis in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Travis's yeah, been mate. dead three years or two years. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that does make perfect sense. And, Joe already, I mean, uh, that's a real risk though, because John Finney had already run, John Finney had already run off with the girl by the time. Yeah, that's I mean? true. Yeah, of course he had. Yeah, because he's married to her now, isn't he, or something like that? Or yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They've been married and got kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think, and and that is actually a huge risk, because if me and you know one thing, it's that documentaries don't make money. So to spend five years as a documentary maker. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That is a long time to spend on something that likely. Yeah, but you, you can imagine that. He went there the first day he ever went there. We're like, ah, oh, this is gold. He yeah, struck gold straight away. Well, well, funny Every enough, time he went to a different place, he'd go to like Carol Baskin's place. He was like, I've hit gold here. He'd go to Joe Exotic's place. He'd go, I've hit gold here. He'd go to Doc Adam's place. He goes, I've hit gold here. Everywhere oh, we yeah. went, he just kept hitting gold. And then more and more stuff kept happening. He's like, this is crazy. This does not make any sense. Didn't uh, Now, uh, my American history is not the greatest. I, I accept that. But. Wasn't Oklahoma one of the gold rush areas? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I could be. Uh, it was a slight point there that, that's just going to derail it. Oh, so. there was, yeah, there's a musical called Oklahoma, and it might be about a gold rush. It might. I feel. I feel like there's something. But anyway, you actually you you couldn't have timed your comments then about it being a gold rush better because the next person I want to talk about is Rick Kirkman, whose tagline is "I'm not bitter." I'm not getting that sweet, sweet Netflix money. You know, like he is the guy who was originally making the air quotation marks reality TV show with Joe Exotic and produced yeah. his internet show. Which, let's face it, if we had have found Joe Exotic's internet show when he was originally recording it, it would have become the biggest show in the world. Oh yeah, no, right, the shadow of a doubt. So, do I believe everything he's come out with and said subsequently? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure he is a reliable narrator. However, what I do believe is that he is bitter because he knows what he had was gold. And he knows he had money. Oh, yeah. But if you're a filmmaker, 
And no, no, he, no, because that's he in the film. He making side. his documentary instead of. Yeah, it should have been him. And that's he could have been making his documentary, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he was. But for whatever reason, I've got a feeling he got two hands on him, documentary. Crack. crack yeah. Cocaine. Well, he, he crack isn't cocaine. a self admitted. He was crack, a crack cocaine crack addict. Cocaine. Um, that is true. I'll tell you what, it might be the crack cocaine. It might, it might have been the crack cocaine. Just saying. You're just allegedly, I mean, allegedly, 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 we have to always fight with all I'm of not this. Him. Don't, don't sue don't us, sue me, Rico, but no. I think it might be crack cocaine. <laughs> it could, it could very well be. It could, be. but I think the thing with him, though, I think the difference is the the filmmaker on this one. I never saw him. He never features in any of it at all. No, there's no. no the, funny enough, I was saying to you the other week. I was watching a documentary, uh, Arrow. Films who do like a lot of horror and what's called exploitation stuff. Yeah. You've got channels. Yeah. You can watch on, uh, but you get Apple TV or you get Amazon. Oh, right. You can add on channels, and one of those channels is uh, Arrow. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, they was giving it, they had some like free shows every week. I think they're changing up for free shows so you could watch Battle Royale for free. Oh, nice. Which isn't a documentary about uh, about Fortnite. It's actually about Battle Royale, the Japanese. The Japanese film that Hunger Games about... ripped off. And, and Fortnite ripped off, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fortnite is a Battle Royale simulator. It's called Battle Royale, for goodness sake. Anyway, so you could watch that. And one of the other things you could watch was a documentary about um, 2099 AD, the comic oh, book. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's in the uh, Judge Dredd one, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't have a narrator, and it just had talking heads. Oh, okay. And every time it, every time it had a new subject, it just came up with the word about what they were talking about on the screen and not someone saying anything. I don't like just talking about like, This film needs a... Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think this this needs a... But then when you watch Tiger King, it is just all talking heads. There's no one shaping it or going, oh, we went there, we went there. But yet um, somehow... Well, no, I don't know how to... Whoever edited... Footage, which which works quite well. Because in film, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, about the juxtaposition, isn't it? You know, like what proceeds yeah, exactly. and what... You know, and I, and I think that's why it works. But you're right. Yeah, it, it for some reason, there's no narration in Tiger King. There's no, no, there's and very you little that. You don't even... And the person, so the people who edited that together are amazing. That's how you edit something. That's a triumph of editing when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Because it flows and it feels like a story. But mm. no one's telling you the story. You've just seen from interviews from people saying stuff yeah. from a different, like, you know what I mean? People like, like, we've got all this narrative. We need someone to talk about it. So they go to get the talking head and they interview you. What do you remember about this part? part you know what I mean? Mm. Well, the thing is, they've actually got, I'm just quickly looking here, they've got seven different editors worked on this seven oh yeah you need editors. seven different edges oh yeah without a shadow of yeah that. exactly you need someone what's brilliant about it, as you said is it's talking heads but normally it's the one interview that they're giving yeah mm -hmm. so what they do is they essentially have cross-referenced everybody's stories and it's like oh you're telling this part of the story yeah? okay well, well then we're going to cut to everybody else that's telling the same part of the story and that's kind of how we we get but it the 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 timeline was all over the place. You know, one minute you're in, you're in the present yeah. day, or, or you know, and but it didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter because you were delivered the information at the right time. It was like, oh, I want to know about this. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. You, you kind of find it out as you as you want to find it out. Um, now I'm not um, sure how we're doing for time. Uh, I, I I will be um, will be honest uh, here because yeah. this is a little bit different. Uh, from how we normally run things, obviously in the studio, uh, where yeah, exactly, you know, so it's where where, we, where timing is easier for us to keep track of. So I think I'm just going to kind of 
maybe speed through this little bit because we're actually, believe it or not, already 40 minutes yeah. into our two-hour show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. so, so let, let's, I think what we're going to have to do, I'm afraid for listeners, is we might have to just put online the list of top of the flops that we, we're going to go through. If we're going to have to and maybe cut short our anime adventures and comic corner because there's some good stuff to talk about. In this Tiger King. Oh yeah, you know some good stuff. Yeah, we've got more to talk about. I've not got a lot to talk about in my comic book corner, to be honest. So. Oh okay, okay. Well, look, well, let's cover Tiger King for for those that are listening. You know what I mean, like let's yeah, let's yeah, get exactly. everything we want to say, and we'll work our time out from there, like we do on the radio. We can work stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next character after the the director, producer, whatever you want to call him, Rick Kirkman, is John. Um, Rank. I think I'm pronouncing his name Renke. correctly. Renke. Yeah, Renke. Yeah, so I Renke. must have been. Yeah, Renke. Um, and, and let me say, his tagline is, the only good guy in the series. The others don't have a leg to stand on. Wow. Pun. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I was, uh, I was really proud of that joke. Really, really proud. If I But do you know what? If I can't, because I can't. Clap my hands, so I can't. No, no, that was the worst example of a clap I've ever heard or seen in my life. I can't just not do it at all. Is it I that cannot, bad? I can't. Yeah. To be yeah, fair, I, 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 can't. I, can't. What's it called? I, can't. I cut my hands the other day, um, so I, I can totally sympathise with you. you know, like your your lifelong illness versus my slightly cut hand. I think we're on about the same page. Here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in my yeah, defence, so though, Finky. somebody poured perfume on my boots. Uh, that's what happened. <laughs> and, and my cat downstairs, who weighs about eight kilos, dragged me away. So, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. As we call now, obviously, uh, I speak Chinese, being you know, uh, in a, in a my partner being Chinese, and that's what you call a fei mao, which is fat. Do you cat. speak Chinese? I do speak Chinese, not. Fluidly. Or do you speak Cantonese or Mandarin? Well, I speak Cantonese. I, I know no Mandarin. Uh, really at all, like maybe one or two words in Mandarin, Cantonese, because Cantonese is what they speak in Hong Kong and southern China. So Yeah, and uh, Macau. And Macau, yes. Uh, Macau. Macau. So, no, I think Macau speaks their own no, language. Macau speaks Cantonese. Do they speak Cantonese? They speak... You could, yes, of course yeah. they do. Of course they do. Yeah, you're right. I looked it up yesterday. That's how I know. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and you know, I'm getting confused because you have um, Mandarin, Cantonese, and uh, Hakka. Uh, they're the three, yeah, they're the three Chinese languages. But anyway, I digress from what is really what people want to hear, uh, which is the next person we want to talk about. Now, I mentioned John Wright because he seemed like somebody that genuinely cared about the cats. Do you know what I mean, I don't. Oh yeah, he seemed like a. Yeah. He seemed like an all-white guy. He seemed, you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't seem like a... an ex-convict, did he? He didn't seem like a drug addict. He seemed like a guy that had unfortunately lost his legs. Yeah, and exactly. Stumbled into the way yeah, he wanted to like, live the rest of his life. It was a southern gentleman. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, I like it. Southern... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you can not like that guy. No, yeah, he definitely come across. I mean, he did... Yeah, go on. He did um, turn on um, Joe Exotic at the end. Just went... The minute Joe Exotic went to court, he went, right, yeah. Like, I mean... Now, here's the thing with this, because let's, let's, let's put this out there. He ain't no James Garretson, right? So I, I don't want my ranky being put in Garretson's league. Garretson, no, exactly, yeah. Garretson turned to save himself, you know, like, and we'll talk about that shortly. But Ranky, in, in his defence, you know, why should he go down through association? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? No, like, no, exactly. You know, I, I think he made the right move. And the next person who I think come came out of this without their character uh, coming across as that of a villain was Kelsey Safari, 
or as yeah. they are better known. And I'm going to say they because you're going to explain that in a second, as they are better known, Saf. Yeah, Saf, yeah. Now, I believe uh, Saf is, we would call it pre-op, trans, trans, uh, transgender, is that right? Is that the correct terminology? No, they're just, no, they're just the trans man. There's no, oh, know, so there's no, no desire to, to transition then, just... Well, yeah, they are transition. Do you don't... You don't the say thing that. About, I don't know, and, and that's why I'm saying. The I, thing of, if you want to, if you want to be, yeah, called a man, or you yeah. want to be called a woman, and you're not, you can just say it. You don't yeah. have to be. Oh, I, I mean, have no issue know, with that. that. Yeah, I just wonder. Yeah. I was wondering what the best term. Yeah, you know, what what? Because I don't want to insult anybody. You, if you're well, not no, hurting anybody, you can be. He, what you he, he, be. he is a trans man. Okay. That's what he is. Okay. But in the documentary, yeah. they didn't state that. So just looking at them and hearing them talk, you'd think they're a woman. Yeah, I absolutely thought Saf was a woman. So, I, I, so and every, yeah, so everyone, do you know what I mean? Because you know, they look like a woman. They sound like a woman. Mm. They sound like a butch woman, but yeah. but there's no, they didn't, you know what I mean? They didn't say, oh, he or anything. And in the uh, Wondery podcast that's been out, yeah. that came out before the documentary, <clears throat> I must say, the Joe, oh, Joe Exotic one, yeah. uh, they refer to... They refer to him as a he. That's the only reason I know that they're a trans man for. Ah, interesting. That's the only reason. So, and so you know if, you've been, calling, if you've been calling him a her, that's fine, because how would you have known they didn't address it in the documentary? Maybe they should have. Um, no, I don't think but they also, should have. And I'll tell you why I don't think they should have, because I didn't know this that? before you told me. But that's the world yeah, yeah. we need to live in. That's the Because would it have made a blind bit of difference to Saf's story? No. No, so they we won't make a blind bit of Saf's story. And, and also, they're not going to get annoyed that you're misgendered them if you, if you, if them if they, you didn't know who they were. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. If you, they they can't hear you, say it. Yeah, Saf didn't strike me as somebody that would get annoyed about that anyway. You know what I mean? Like, actually seemed quite easygoing, all things considered. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean? like, you know you've missed an arm, and it's like, no, I want to get back to work, just get rid of the arm. I'm like, wow. You know, you're, yeah, yeah. you're my hero. Um, so... Uh, the next character. Um, but can we say that it's crazy that you get you get your arm bitten off, and they say, "Well, we can rehabilitate you." And this is like the American Health Service. She's yeah. like, they were like, "No, just cut it all off." Like you could have kept it. Yeah, yeah. but that's going to take years and cost money. I haven't got that money, so just cut it off and get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what never. And I'll tell you what. That's a good point. That's a very good point you made. And thank you for bringing us back to that. What I hadn't taken into consideration is exactly that. I, I listened to him, and I the way my mind heard it was Saf was so keen to get back to work that she didn't care if you if you um, and I and I will refer to her as a she, you know, like um, and she didn't care if if she lost her arm. She just wanted to get back to work. And I'm thinking, and at the time I thought, well, surely you could have waited. Was Joe that bad that he wouldn't let you go for rehabilitation and all that? But actually, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It was nothing to do with that. It was the fact that how much would it actually have cost to rehabilitate yeah. that arm? You know, they probably haven't got health insurance. No one's got no, health insurance. No, they were being paid hundred dollars a week. They were eating out of a gone-off Walmart meat truck that was supposed to be for the exactly. Cats. You know, like, and the, and the fact that because um, I've seen some things afterwards. Rick Kirkman talks about eating once out of that. He didn't know it at the time, but he ate a two-day-old steak. And if they've had him a two-day-old steak, you'd only imagine how old the other meat was. Oh right. yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's only the steak was only two two days old. Uh, two days. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> two days past its sell by date. <laughs> Look at this baby steak. This baby <laughs> steak is only two years old. Be veal, it on the it? Oh, no, that's, that's deer, isn't it? Veal or, or is it? Veal? No, veal's 
cow, is it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, veal's cow, yeah. yeah. Or is it, no, yeah, because venison is the deer. That's it. Veal's cow, venison's deer. Um, and you know what? It's not actually that cruel. Why is that? People say it's, that it's, it's cruel because mm. uh, veal, uh, obviously, bulls, they're not cows. Oh, you right. never, you know, no, you never, you never use a sow in, you know, you, you hardly ever eat sow. You oh, always right. eat bull. Oh, okay. Because a bull's got no, no value. Yeah, yeah, it's got no milk. Yeah. So you can't. I mean, so you're a cow. You get milk it, and then when it stops milking it, you just kill it and use it as steak. Yeah, yeah. So it feels always baby cow, baby bulls. Yeah, and I suppose so you like, don't have well, to live a life in, in in captivity, which kind of yeah. you know is the the whole point of this documentary is about animals living in captivity. You know, I don't. Bulls are gonna get. Yeah. Unless you're a big bull and you're going to use you to stud, yeah. you don't need one bull. The rest of the, the, rest of the other bulls, they're just going to get killed and made into meat. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you know what, I mean? so, what, what difference does it make if they spend a week in a cage or a year in a cage, you know, two years yeah. or whatever it is? Because I've seen them. I, I've seen you know, how packed in cows are. I, I once, I won't say where, but I was in the Middle East. They happened to have a, a dairy farm where I was. Used to go up there over night time, and yeah, it was. It could. I came back from that trip, and I was a. Um, I turned into a, a vegan for a little while, <laughs> you know, afterwards, because it, it. You know, when you yeah. see it, it is a bit shocking. Um, so the next character, because I want to move on from that, is Eric Cowie, and if you can't picture who it is, I think this tagline uh, should work: is Where's the surf good in Oklahoma? You know, Oklahoma uh, being landlocked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he looks like the human version of Shaggy if the mystery uh, team, whatever they were called, uh, Scooby Doo yeah, team, yeah. yeah, the mystery team or whatever it was called. I was yeah. watching. Uh, I was watching Zootopia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Great films. Great films. Zootopia. It's really. I think it's brilliant. I think it's one of the best Disney films in a long time. Yeah. Well, best I actually Disney, Disney Plus yesterday, so I, I, I'm going to be watching that for sure. Yeah, yeah, I've got Diddy Plus as well. I've got a whole year's worth. Oh, uh, yeah. I went for £49, which is a good saving because it's £66 I, for a whole year now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, we're now down to 60 now. Down to 60 Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, so I've got it, and so I've watched that. And in that, there's a, a hippie uh, yam, oh, yak. Right. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. They go, the yoga thing, the yeah. yak, and he's like, yeah, dude. And that just <laughs> reminded me of Eric. Eric is just the hippie yak from... From Zootopia. From Zootopia. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly who he is. Well, if we do a video version of this to put out on YouTube, you know I'm going to do a, a shot comparison between the yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be done. Um, the next character, because like with him, the only thing I'll say about Eric, actually, before I move on to the next character, is although he seemed like really easygoing, and actually, subsequently, I must say in interviews that I've seen afterwards, people say that Eric is that easygoing guy. You know, like he's kind of just laid back. Um, you have to ask yourself, how did he end up there? You know, what is his story? Is he this nice guy? You know what I mean? Like, is he, or is there something more there? I don't know. He intrigued me, I think is probably the best way to, you know, yeah. they, they always say it's the quiet ones you need to worry about. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I talk lots so people don't worry yeah, about exactly. me. You say people don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not hiding anything because he'd tell you if he was hiding anything. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't stop myself. Um, and the next character <laughs> is one that we're not going to talk about for too long because I, I really don't understand uh, why it is that she's in this. And that is Sylvia Kirkle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, that is her tagline. I'm not actually sure why she is in this. 
Um, now, she, if for those of you that don't know, she is the um, the Channel Nine, I think it is, or something like that in America. She's the news reporter. Who obviously, was one of the first people to kind of discover Joe Exotic, and um, she kind of obviously like gave him some. I wouldn't call it mainstream sort of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, exposure. Would that be the right word? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But she she certainly. I, I don't know. Like outside of maybe one two spots where where you're talking to her i don't really know why we we needed her in this it didn't it didn't make an, no, no. Uh, an awful lot of sense to me the next person um that we we definitely uh, needed in this definitely need and i've got a tagline for him is yeah. jeff Lowe, and his tagline is we bought a zoo Oh, sorry, we didn't yeah, buy exactly. a zoo. Sorry, that was Matt Damon. Sorry, his tagline was, we stole yeah, the zoo. Yeah, we stole the zoo. Yeah, so so I'm not really... Uh... What, a, what a sociopath. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, well, also, um, it's got to be said... It's got to be said... What is he wearing? What is he wearing? What's going on? Well, see, we're, we're, on. we're having a few we're slight few little, uh, little technical... Uh, technical Home audio uh, issues oh, at the better. moment. I'm back. I'm back. And he's and we're back in the room. And they're back in the room. See, look at that. You see. What did you? What did you? What were you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I was. I don't know what I was doing. I was actually trying. See, what happened, people, is we need to see each other's faces. So we're actually using multiple devices to do so. And we have FaceTime running, but we've got it on mute. So we can just see each other's faces. So it's not running through the computers. It froze on us. We tried to to, to restart it, and when we did. We were getting the feedback then. So if you do hear that, that's what's happening. But look, it's pandemic time. These are strange times. You've got to do what you have to do. But Jeff Lowe, other than maybe Doc Antle, no, in fact, no, even more than Doc Antle, did anybody come across looking worse than Jeff Lowe in this no, whole Jeff Lowe's a Jeff Lowe's a crazy sociopath con artist. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I mean, he's... He is Joe Exotic if he was straight and no fun. Yeah, well, I believe yesterday we were talking about this, weren't we? Is the expression charisma vacuum. And I always sort of, when I thought of charisma vacuum, I always thought of you. And I I thought that was the perfect example. No comment, no comment. (laughs) You're not going to bite, you're not going to bite, no? Maybe I need to spray some perfume to get you to bite. Um, But then I saw Jeff Lowe and I was like, Wow, I have never seen anybody with negative charisma in my life, but I have now. Oh, yeah. But -hmm. apparently, all you need to do to counter that is a big cat. A big cat. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's got all the charisma you could ever hope for. Exactly. Um, Wear a bandana, have a big cat, you're done. You're done. Jobs are good and jobs are good and as they say. Um, So I'm really thinking about moving to America and getting a big cat. You know what I mean? I think it's what's been missing in your life. I think it's been missing from my life. I think I've I think I've learned my lesson. I think yeah. go to America, become a individualist, a uh, libertarian. Yeah. And start just go going, yeah. Well, I'm getting a little bit of feedback from you at the moment. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm getting a fee- yeah. feedback from you. Not not entirely sure what's going on, but uh, yeah, I do apologise for anybody listening here in the feedback. Uh, that's better. That's, that's no feedback now. That's yeah, I didn't know yeah. See see what it was, your voice was so nice we wanted to hear it twice. You know, like, yeah, well. The way um, we're doing things. Yeah, I think what's what's been missing in your life, Daryl, 
is little toothpaste and big cats. Exactly. You've got the little or toothpaste. For big cats, that's what they need to do. That's why I'm going, I'm going on Dragon's Den. Big cat toothpaste. I think you've got a winner there. I really I do. think I've got one. I, I, I think really I'm here. That's it. Look, I'm in. And, and yeah. if... You know, uh, but I'm actually in for a thousand. Can I put you down for a thousand pounds for 1% of the company, yeah? thousand pounds for 1% of the company. That means the company's worth 1 million. Is that right? Have I done my maths quickly? No, 100,000. 100, 100 million. Is it 100,000 it's worth? 100,000, yeah, of course yeah, it is. 1% for 1,000. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, of course exactly. it is. So, Come on. it's worth 100,000. Well, I didn't say I was a good investor, Daryl. So, uh, do you still yeah, want thanks. my money? Well, <laughs> no, no. I'll put you down for 10,000. Yeah, yeah. For 1%. That's better, Then we've yeah. got a million. Then, then we've got a million give company. It, and company, exactly. And we're done. Yeah. That's what we do. Didn't we Didn't we discover this before? Is that that's how you make money? Is that you just have a company that doesn't actually have anything, but you sell the shares for quite a lot of money. It's like the New Age yes. Pyramid Scheme. You know, like... Yeah, or yeah. You're still a, a tiger zoo from somebody. Those are the who two is... ways you make money these days. Right, so we get on the list. Who is Tim Stark? Is Tim Stark the geese who was building the other zoo with Jeff Lowe? Yes, re- yes. He was. It took guy... him ages to realise he's getting conned. Yes, like, you're exactly. getting conned. You know this Jeff Lowe is a con artist. He's got yeah. no money. He's tricking you into building a zoo by yourself over yeah. a massive, great big bit of land, and you're just sitting there going, "Oh yeah, I'm just doing this. Yeah, Jeff Lowe's not going to try to like rip me off, do yeah. me over. Yeah, rip me yeah. over. He's not a con artist. You want... Have you not watched this documentary? Have you not been watching what's going on, mate? Do you not know? Are you that <laughs> self? Like, uh, did you just hear? Oh, we're going to get some cash. You're like, oh, big cats, yeah, tigers. I'll build this suit, Jeff. I'll do whatever you like. Yeah, yeah talk about, you know what I mean? Talk about yeah, Gallup. Like... He sits there the whole time with a monkey, you know, like just, just in the entire interview. And I'm like, I'm not like, what impression are you trying to give here? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I didn't understand him. But his tagline, funny enough, you should mention about him not realizing that Jeff Lowe was conning him. His tagline was, I wish I was as, because his name's Tim Stark. So his tagline is, I wish I was as smart as Tony. Or at least more than Jeff Lowe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and right. if if you have a last name Shark, you'd think you'd be aware of predators. Uh, I mean, Stark in it, not Shark. Stark, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the joke I still mean. worked. The joke still worked. Um, Thank you. The next person we have, we did mention him briefly, and we have given you his tagline, is Joshua Dial. Um, a unique cat pain manager. That's his... Uh, so, uh, just, uh, every single time you say that, I just want to keep it in the back of my head. Oh, like, oh, oh. What your hurts enough as it is for to hear that? I'm like, oh. You love Poor it, Gary. Really. You absolutely love it. So, uh, yeah, that would be one, uh, Joshua Dahl. He was the campaign manager. For those that maybe haven't seen it yet, although if you listen to this, I have no idea why if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but he obviously ran... Joe Exotic's campaign. Was it to become mayor of Oklahoma? Was that what it was? A governor, wasn't it? Governor, yeah. I think it might have been governor. One was be- once was to become president of the United States of America and the other yeah. one was to become a governor. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? Or the Senate. One actually, Should have been a warning. Senate. For those people, and look, I'm not American, so who you bring in as your president is your choice. I don't care. But let me And look, the choice between Trump and Hillary, you're in a rock and a hard place. But you voted Trump in, and when it happened, everybody couldn't understand why they vote, how Donald Trump got voted in. All you have to look at is the voting of when Joe Exotic went to try and be yeah, exactly. <laughs> get like 22% of the vote or something yeah, like that. Or 19% or so. He got so, yeah, he got more than he should have. Exactly, exactly. Pause. Uh, we... So next up, obviously, we've got to talk about James Garrison. Now, yeah. my tagline for him was who knew eating a lemur was illegal? 
But actually, I think you have a better tagline for him. Yes, that is a Slimer as a person. And Slimer being the ghost from Ghostbusters, in case you're not aware. If you wanted to know what he looked like before he died and became the Slimer ghost, James Garretson has to be it. Has to be. Yeah, exactly. And if someone was going to be a lemur, it would be Slimer, wouldn't it? Come on. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, You know that's that's Slimer's favourite snack as a ringtail lemur. He loves them. He loves a a ringtail lemur. It's his (laughs) favourite snack. He wasn't actually trying to eat the lemur, though, was he? No, <laughs> no, no, but as someone said, like, it's just slap on the wrist for owning a ringtail lemur. You can own a blooming uh, uh, tiger, for goodness sake. How much are you going to get done for, for buying a lemur? Exactly, exactly. And, and Enough look, to grass on everyone. So my thing was, he must have been trying to eat it. That's why he got arrested for. It's got to be. He was serving it up to people going, do you want to try this delicacy? It's a ringtail lemur. Oh, it's so good. Oh, 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 I just yeah. put it up in a, in a sausage bun. Mm, yeah, it's oh, tasty. Yeah. Didn't we get introduced in there? Maybe I'm having a bit of a Mandela effect here. You know, I like to get that into every show. Um, but maybe I am actually having... Did he own a nightclub or a strip club? Or am I, have I yeah. made that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something like that. Yeah. I mean, would you... Now, I've often considered a career in stripping. You know, when you've got a body like mine, <laughs> you know, you've got you to gotta put it to use. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I want to work... I've been hired to uh, work in a strip club, but not to strip, to be the pole. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine some uh, dinky little strippers spinning around on me, hanging upside down. No, no, you would like to imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Nobody else could imagine it. Um, but with that in mind, yeah, I just, I've got to say, as I said, I've often considered stripping. You have obviously been my, my inspiration for that. But if yeah. I was, I'll be strip. your pole, Gary. I'll be your pole. <laughs> you've always been my pole. Oh, you've always yeah. wanted me to use your pole. Um, so, but what I will have to say about James Garrison, and I, and I've got to say this, is that if I was going to be a stripper, I wouldn't work for him. If yeah, I, you know, most I mean? like, people who go to strip clubs are slimy, slimy, slimy ghosts. You know. What oh I mean? yeah, yeah. I would rather marry Carol Baskin than work as a stripper for James Garrison. Oh, yeah, most probably. Yeah. In fact, I'd probably rather marry Joe Exotic than be a stripper for James <laughs> <Yeah>. Garrison. <laughs> and, oh, and oh, yeah, he just comes up to you and he starts talking to you. And as he starts talking to you, all these spittles coming out of his mouth oh, and there's chunks of little baby lemur in it as he's talking and bits of fur. Oh, just... Yeah, you know I mean, mean, and he's going, and he's going to you. Yeah, you can use this to like, as you're like, the, what's those things that you put around that's made out of feathers? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know, know what those things are called? Do they I have. Know. I don't they have I, feathers I know like a stripper. And they, yeah. He gives it to you. You're looking at it going, this is a lemur's towel. He's going, yes, it's a lemur's towel. Go oh. and wear it for me. Be my little ring towel lemur. You're like, oh, you oh, creepy, creepy man. No. Oh, you slimy, oh, slimy piece of crap. Oh, imagine him and, him and Jeff Lowe in like a back of a uh, limo with some baby tigers and some women oh, and they're all like, no. do you want to pet the tigers? Oh, oh no, don't. <laughs> do you know what I was just going to say as well? Is Jeff Lowe is one of the, uh, and I'm putting it out, certainly how the documentary portrays him, that's what I'm going to say, is he comes across as one of the slimiest characters you can ever meet. And you've got to think, so what, if this was a film that had been written, what character would we bring in to introduce Joe Exotic to Jeff Lowe? Joey, we need somebody that's even slimier than Jeff Lowe. Yeah, exactly. Step forward, James Garrison. I mean, yep. honestly, it's it just, yeah. So I think we've all actually given him more airtime than he needs. 
Um, he deserves. Then he des- absolutely deserves. The next one uh, that we're going to talk about is Alan Glover, whose tagline is, no relation to Danny, but still a lethal weapon. Well, not really. The one thing he's not is lethal, is he? Come on. <laughs> no, he he is, out hey. no, he is. He, he was, was going to kill... I was going to kill. I was going to kill. Uh, off to go kill Carol Baskin, but I got lost. Ended up in Florida. Spent all the money. I was like, I don't know. Um. Uh. Yeah. 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 That's what we did. And that. Coin... Hello, my name's Alan Glover. Um. Yeah. I'm in Florida. I think it's called Florida. <laughs> my God, what a, what a moron! Jesus oh, Christ. Honestly. Do you know what I couldn't get over, though, is in that documentary when they played the call. How they got the call, I don't know. But they got the call between him and Jeff Lowe, where they are basically on the call concocting mm-hmm. a story. You know, on the call. You can hear, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. You can hear him saying to him, like, you need to, to, we need to work this out. You know, like, we can get rid of Joe and get this soon. Because yeah. I know of a story and I won't name any of the participants, but I know of a story of people being arrested for doing things they shouldn't be doing. And they came up with a story on the spot, on the spot yeah. for why they And I couldn't help feeling that exactly the same thing was happening there. And I'm just going to round off because we want to go into the theories and stuff. And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, because it is that engrossing of a series. We have gone past the hour mark now of this show and we're still yeah. talking Tiger King. But so, so to round off the, the other two characters, you have Lauren Lowe, who is Jeff Lowe's wife and she's not really a child. She's, she's not really a character. She's more like a, um, a handbag. Oh, she's an accessory of... for Jeff Lowe without, uh, yeah, yeah. without a shadow. Oh yeah. She, that, yeah. Exactly what she's, she's an accessory. That, yeah. um, smells kind of, I'd say salty, but sort of like salt fish. Salt fish. That's a weird. Yeah. Where are you going with that? Yeah, one? kind of salty and sort of kind of fishy. That's what she's, <laughs> it's like a handbag full of salt fish. Oh, lovely, lovely. <laughs> that is. <laughs> well, her, her tagline was, "I don't have daddy issues." <laughs> like, I just like I just like the smell of salty fish. Yeah, I just like the smell of salty fish and old men um, who dress up as teenagers. In a Harley. This a, a quick question about Jeff Lowe. Again, maybe my my mind is playing tricks on me. But did you ever see him riding a motorcycle? Um, I don't think so. I didn't think so remember. either. But I also don't remember not seeing him in a Harley Davidson jacket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's always like Come and get your money. that says everything you need to Harley. know about somebody. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded Love me of that way. Friends episode where Joey's pretending he's got a Porsche. So he buys, yeah, yeah, exactly. so he yeah, buys exactly. all the Porsche gear. And I'm like, oh, exactly. you got that from him, did you? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you saw you that one episode of, uh, of Friends. Friends of basically yeah. whole life on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the Porsche guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, and, and, and because people can't see, is this something you're doing to try and put me off, Daryl? <laughs> you're just sticking your glasses <laughs> up to the camera. So it looked like your well, mind had a face. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he's got a mic I with a, they call it a furry cat, didn't they? They call it the, uh, is it called the, the, the yeah. I think they call it the Dead cat's cat. tail or something like that, didn't they? The cat um, over Dead his cat. mic and uh, it looked like it had a beard. It was quite funny. And the last character that we're going to talk about, and, and I suppose makes sense really, because he's the last one to really come into all of this. And that is Dylan Passage, um, whose tagline is, I married Joe at the wrong time, no cats, and no meth. 
<laughs> no, he seemed like a nice young lad. He you know actually I mean? did. Do you know what? I, I, and I left him last, and I didn't really want to go into him too much because, yeah, he actually he did seem all right, didn't he? But then we saw him for what maybe four or five minutes of screen time. This is a question I have. Yeah, yeah. obviously Joe Exotic when he married his husband, he took their names, but he didn't take John's name. No, he took. Maybe no. he did take John's name, and by the time they started referring to him as the last name, he they got divorced, so he just took Jenna's name as well. Because his That's name possible, is yeah. uh, his name is Joe, whatever Maldonado Passage or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Maldonado Passage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. I think that's probably it because by the time the documentary airs, he is Joe Maldonado, Maldonado, whatever it is, Passage. So I suppose that's yeah. why they always refer to him that way. Because um, yeah, otherwise, you'd have to keep saying this was his previous name. It's now changed. It's like we well, just used yeah. his current. Well, his name. name was Joe something something Sylvia, whatever something to begin with. Oh, so it... crazy to begin with, even before he started. Oh, was it? So... Oh, right. Wow. Okay, I didn't even know yeah. that. So okay, no, it's Joe Maldonado Passage. Yeah, oh, having a, having a name as last name as Passage, I just don't. You know what I mean? Talk about salty fish. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> a guy with a last and 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 a, a guy who 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 sleeps with other guys whose last name is Passage. Passage, you know, yes, uh, exactly. That, yeah. That's uh, yeah. If, if am that... I right or am I? I think Dinner actually might be Galo. Who di- I think Dylan is. Yeah, I think Dylan is. Because uh, the other two ways said and uh, John weren't for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, John definitely wasn't. No, John wasn't because obviously he's now with a woman who's got a kid and apparently Travis slept with every woman in the zoo. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. And, and and Joe knew he was straight. You know, he says that, doesn't he, in the documentary. My problem was I fell in love with two straight men. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and big cats and, and lots of meth, obviously, will only go so far, apparently. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so that's know. mainly all the characters done in it now. Yeah, that is basically all the characters. And I think what we should do, because we've alluded to some of them, I think we should, should go on to our theories now. Now, theory number one, it's the big one. It's the one everybody is talking about. And it is the allegation, the allegation that Carol Baskin killed her first husband. Now, when you said the allegation, I thought you were going to say the allegation that James Garrison is Slimer (laughs) from Ghostbusters. (laughs) No, 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 that's what everyone's talking about. That's what everyone's talking about is... Is Joe Garrison actually the real body life embodiment of Slimer? I was like, yes, he is. Yes, that's definitely yes, that's not a theory. That's got to be true. That's 100% true. Exactly. Yeah, and he that's... was like, no, did Carol kill her husband? I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm upset look, with that one. The first thing we need to address about that, this theory, is that, and it's the whole thing that I don't understand with Carol Baskin's character. And I keep calling them characters because they do not seem like real people. They really don't. They seem like caricatures yeah. of people and dialed all the way up to 11. You know? um, and for me, what doesn't make sense is Carol Baskin started breeding by breeding and selling big cats. That's how... Yeah, but you, you could have a change of mind. You don't have to just because you started. Hey, look, I, I absolutely believe that you can have a change of mind. But as we are talking oh, yeah. about big cats, let's talk about a little expression. I, mean, I think what happened was, yeah, they were breeding them. Yeah. yeah. So then you breed them. So if you want to get new ones, you've got enough space. You have to kill the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so then yeah. she killed her husband and she thought, now I can't keep killing things. Yeah. This is too far. I've got yeah. the bloodlust now. I went from killing cats to killing people. If I carry on like this, I'll be kind of serial killer. I'll be hunting everybody down who either looks like a cat who's got the last name Catterson or something. That's, that's so I think that's point. what it is. So yeah. I think that's what changed her, that's what changed her turn of mind. 
I like think she you're right. Murdered her husband. Yeah. She married this new guy. She was like, I'm going to murder him as well. And she's like, oh, no, I can't keep murdering. No. I can't keep murdering people. It's going too far. Yeah, if he no, carries yeah. on, so there'd be no one left in the do? world. Ah, so you know what she tried to do? She tried to just destroy people's lives instead. That was her yeah, exactly, next yeah. angle. She's like, oh, I can't kill them, but if I destroy their lives, they might do the job for me, and then I can conveniently feed them to my tigers. Uh, I think... Yeah. You know, you see, there's, there's that thing. Uh, is everyone being a little bit more harsh on Carol? Because... I don't know. It's one of those things, is it? Because like, obviously she said, oh, like, oh, he's doing all this bad, but you still keeping tigers in cages. Yeah, exactly. But maybe she said, yeah, but I'm not breeding them anymore. Maybe that's what she's moaning about is the breeding. I f- Well, no, her big thing wasn't the breeding. It was the interaction with the cats. It was the, the pay and pet or whatever it is, like, you know, paying to interact yeah, yeah, with yeah. the babies and stuff. So, yeah, paying for the pets. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was her big thing. It's like, no, people shouldn't be interacting with the animals, period. They're not. They're not uh, entertainment devices or, or yeah, exactly. you want to call it. So in that regard, yeah, I do agree with her. But but surely, and, and look, you can't release an animal that's lived its life in captivity into the wild. I get that. I absolutely do. Anybody with oh, half you know, a brain cell knows that. Do you know what I mean? We know it with people. If people live sheltered lives and you go stick them in, you know, like Harlem or something Africa. like that, you know, like yeah, wherever, just something completely, a hard place to live. And you suddenly realise that you are not you you're not built for this. You know you haven't no, exactly. had the life experiences. However, having said that, there are plenty of like safaris or you know kind of like open land areas where those those lions those tigers could go. You know, and yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sure it's justified from her side that obviously to support her mission to stop the breeding and captivity of big cats in America. She needs to to kind of I don't know fund it somehow. But we've kind of gone off piste from from her from the theory about her husband, and I think that the bit that doesn't add up about all of it, and I think the thing that the reason there are question marks around all of it, and I am actually inclined to believe that she did not kill her husband. Right. Okay. But what I think was glossed over: how did he make his money? Well, apparently he made his money selling auto parts right. and cars and also um, buying, um, what's it called, mortgages that have been... Okay, uh, default mortgages. Yeah, default mortgages and yeah. and Because like in America, they do this thing, don't they, where if your house becomes like, drops to the bottom of the thing, you just walk away from it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. If you can't, I don't understand you just hand that. the keys back. Yeah, I do, just don't yeah. understand. But, but, but then you've lost your house then. You yeah, well, I mean? you've, you've probably lost... I, I'm not sure how it works out. It's probably something that, like, like in the UK, for example, you have uh, penalties and things like that for ending a mortgage early, even if you pay it yeah. all up. So it's probably similar. It's like, well, if you keep paying this, it's going to cost you half a million for this house, or you walk away now and the early termination fee is twenty thousand dollars. I mean, because people they 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 just go, oh, I walk away from like it happened in Florida. If you watch the big short. Yeah. When everything started, when everything started to fall, like the subprime mortgage thing started to fall, everybody yeah. just up there walked away from their house. There was one girl; she was like sixteen, and she was buying houses in Florida. What? Because they were so cheap. Well, she started off by buying when the houses, when people walked away from their houses, you yeah. had to have to sell everything that was inside it. So she used to go to all the lawn sales and buy all their stuff. Yeah, that's how she started it. So she got all their stuff from there, and she sold all that on eBay. And she was making enough money that she could get a mortgage herself for the houses that were so cheap. Yeah. That you mean so like 
So I mean, so you so like she made money. That's when you make money. Well, you so she yeah, so she'd buy the houses, flip them, and yeah. of course, price house fees price does go back up again just because yeah, you drop back down. Yeah. So I don't understand why people just walk away and just go, oh yeah, I'll just leave it. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's one of those because a lot of people because that's the debt culture, isn't it? A lot of debt is tied up into the value of property, and and if your property suddenly goes into negative value, as in your loan is worth more than the house itself. Yeah, yeah, negative equity. Yeah, negative equity. You can't get any more lines of credit, as they say in America. Yeah, so, so that's what her husband was doing. He was buying like, houses that have been uh, foreclosed. That's the yeah. word, foreclosed. Foreclosed, but yeah. Buying foreclosed houses and also selling. But they always said, oh, he had green fingers. He was into business. You go, well, it was dodgy then, because if he yeah. was into business, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you use that expression. Yeah. He was flying by himself to Costa Rica to sell some car parts. So, right, okay. Yeah. Do you know uh, what? Uh, yeah. Do you know what um, that reminded me of? It reminded me of Danny DeVito's character in Matilda. I'm like, oh, you're flying there with those dodgy, like, taped up car parts that have clearly been stolen. You know, like... Yeah, they... The thing is, I think what's happened, and whether Carol knew about it, whether Carol... I think she knew what business he was in. To yeah. announce what business he was in not only incriminates herself, but means she can't keep the money he's left behind. Right, okay. You know, when Maybe. But I yeah. think it was actually a dodgy business deal. Yeah, like, I know what he was doing. He bought some plutonium of some uh, Iranian terrorist. Uh, some yellow cake? Power. No. Is it some is plutonium? That, oh, that's uranium, isn't it? Sorry, uranium. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Plutonium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He bought some plutonium. Well, you, yeah. From some Iranian terrorists to power yeah. his DeLorean so he go 88 miles an hour, yeah. go back in time, and tell yeah. himself not to marry Carol. <laughs> Carol Baskins, yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. Instead of turning it into Lone Pine uh, Mall, it's from, from Twin Pine, instead he's going to go back and not marry Carol. Carol? Carol? Carrie Baskins? <laughs> Carrie Baskins. Carol Baskins Mall. <laughs> no, yeah. Car- Do you know what it is? That was a little uh, Freudian slip then. I think of Car- I think of Carol Baskins and she scares me and I think sort of psychotic and my brain then thinks of her as not Carol but Carrie, you know, like that scene <laughs> where she's covered in blood at the end and she's just like yeah, laughing because she's brought the whole school down. I'm like, yeah, I could don't I could. put that image. Don't put an image of Carol Baskins like wearing a tiger print leotard and covered in blood <laughs> laughing, mate. I'm gonna have to finish it early now. I'm just back. To- I need to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, mate. You've done it for me now. Talk about being scared, I tell you. No, oh. mate, I, I, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm surprised it's not being picked up on the Zoom. Um, <laughs> but look, I think they're really opening the investigation. You know, I what are they going to find? They're not going to find anything. You know what I mean? Like, if he if she did put him through the meat grinder, she would have changed the meat grinder by now. You're not going to find a tooth in all of that. You know, like, it's just, we're never going to no, know uh, what happens. A, a tiger's that stomach is very acidic. It will burn through bones, as they say. You will never ooh, find it. But if you fed it to a tiger, oh, you will never find him. Well, there you go. So I think that that kind of covers it. But it's up in the air. Look, it's, it's the one thing that, but it's because that was Joe's whole stick, Joe Exotic stick was all about that's how he was oh, yeah. going to get carol is i'm gonna gonna put doubt in everybody's minds about your character you know, like, and and mm. to be fair he's done a good job you know like it did work. oh yeah it did such a good job he even permeates through i mean he tried to even convince the documentary makers so much yeah you know well I, mean? I, I think they did i think they started to buy it a little bit and i think they were like hang on a second he might actually be onto something here you know like something yeah certainly that narrative runs throughout the whole season. And I wonder, oh, yeah. like, and the fact that they even talked to Carol about it says, says a lot as well. So the next theory, um, I, I think, is because we're kind of coming to the end of it. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll have a little song break uh, and then we'll go into um, anime adventure uh, as we are a little bit tight on time. So we'll sort of fly through these last little theories quickly. Um, did Jeff Lowe 
Nan and Glover set Joe up. And did they spray yes. perfume on his boots? I don't know about perfume on his so boots. I think that's just the... Joe being Joe. Well, but the... yes, they did set him up. Obviously, yeah. they set him up. Come the on. boots thing quickly is in subsequent interviews, apparently Joe used to give his old boots to the Tigers as toys. So that's why. But that statement came from Jeff Lowe. So treat that with a truckload of salt when you, when you yeah, take exactly, it on board. Yeah. Treat, treat, treat it. Fish. Take take all of Lauren's salt, throw it yeah, onto that um, comment. Yeah, because you know, like, uh, she is filled with salty liquid. You know that, don't you? Is, is, oh, her, her purse is filled with her purple. Her purple purse is filled with salty liquid, and it oh, smells a bit fishy. Oh, but yeah, so that's not a conspiracy. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> no, that's not allegedly either. Um, but yeah, yeah, did they set him up? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, they set him up. But. I think that there are there is enough evidence of animal cruelty on Joe's side that he does deserve to be in prison. So I don't. So um, yeah, yeah. But twenty five years, twenty two I mean, years. You get if he'd have murdered Cowley himself, he'd have got less. You know what I mean? He probably would have done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Premeditated is murder in the first degree, isn't it? So I think actually that you get yeah, exactly. life. Life means life if you do that. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. And um, Doc Antle. Okay. Now this isn't really a conspiracy, and we did kind of cover it a bit earlier but all i wanted to ask was is he running a cult yes yeah i think that is that he's running a, a very a, a very very sexy cult you know what i mean oh yeah oh yeah that, cult. So that, that woman in there with the purple hair and the all-in-one is the, it, was that the italian tiger skin i think that was the, i think it might be tiger skin leopard leopard and you're like right yeah. she's had a boot job as well oh i yeah. think they call her the tiger i think he calls her the tiger queen yeah i think so, something like that yeah Although, um, yeah, he's definitely running a cult without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, he calls himself Bhagavan, which is, you know, one of those spiritual leaders and things like that. And I'm like... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the final one, then, um, as we kind of round off the theories, because we kind of covered a lot of it in, in the character bits, really. Who burned the studio? Who do you think burned the yeah, studio? Yeah, well, obviously, Joe Exotic burned the studio. Yeah, I, I really believe He wasn't going to let... No, I, I think when he realised that he would make no money at the reality show and that he had no control over his how he would be portrayed in it, I think he may he was like, well, if if I can't have control of it, you can't have it, you know. Whether it was him yeah. that did it directly, different story because he did release that image of the person walking across. So I'm like, I don't know, but look, the evidence would suggest that. The, uh, you, when anything happens like that, they say in a fire, follow the money or something, you know, like when everything bad happens, follow the money. Yeah, exactly. And you've you got to look at it and the, 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 what was his name again? Kirkman. Kirkman made no money out of that fire. So it wouldn't have been yeah. him. Mm -hmm. Who stood to make money by that not being released? Joe Exotic because of the, the damage yeah. to his character. So I would be surprised if he had nothing to do with it. And with those kind of theories out of the way, I think the overall conclusion is where we're at now. And what I want to say is this. They say, don't trust a pig farmer. Well, I would rather trust a pig farmer than a big cat owner. Is Joe Exotic a villain? Yes. But many, many others are. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. They all are. Yeah, well, any any conclusion you want to add before we uh, fly off into a little bit of Muzak? Um, 
is this one of the best documentaries you've ever seen? Documentary series, Netflix, everything, because it actually gets somewhere. It's seven mm. episodes. It's nice and compact. Mm. I mean, a lot of like, don't f with cats. You watch it, and you're like, this could have just been an hour and a half, like an hour. It didn't oh, need yeah. to be, I mean, or half an hour. You stretch this one out. This one, I was like, now they keep stretching them out. Even like making a murderer sometimes feels a little bit oh, stretched yeah, out, ten yeah. hours, and you're like, ah. Uh. But then this, the whole thing, the whole seven hours, every single time, I was just like, this is fascinating. This just keeps grabbing me and kept pulling me back in. I've never oh, thought yeah. to myself, this is too long. No. This was seven hours of pure what the. What the what the what the what? Yeah, what, what the what, what, what the what, what is the what the what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. You're like, and you just get a bit crazy, and then Travis shoots himself in the head. And you're like, what the? Oh, oh it just, I did not these see tiger, that coming. These tiger people be crazy. They be crazy. And also, let me tell you something very quickly before we 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 have a little break, and that is this: when I was watching it, I yeah. got to the last episode, and I actually had to take a couple of days break because I didn't want it to be over. I didn't yeah, exactly. want it to be over. I was like, no, I need to I need to let this live for a little bit longer. Because the, the final episode, you've, you've basically got everything by that point. It's pretty much yeah, bringing yeah. you up to current day. So I was like, no, no, no. I just want I just want to, this to extend this a little bit. And talking about extending things, I think we should extend our vocal cords, give it a little bit of a break. All right, so we're back, Daryl. Did you like that song? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it was, it's, it's pretty good. It sets the scene for the series. And the series that we are talking about is none other than... Well, you're talking about, and I'm well, just going to listen to you. Yeah, 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 basically. Pretty much how the majority of our shows go. <laughs> you, you are the one person in the world that can stop me talking when I'm in my flow. And that's why you got the seat in exactly. the hot chair. You know, like, the seat in the hot chair, or you got to sit in the hot chair, should I say? But the series I'm talking about is the anime series Fairy Tale, which okay. I must admit I got introduced to by my partner. And when she said Fairy Tale, when I saw a couple of the characters that she showed me, I thought, this is not for me. This is not a bit of me at all. Right, okay. I'm not, it just did not jump out at me, did not scream at me. If you're a Shonen fan, you'll love this. It screamed at me yeah. more Sailor Moon to sort of start with. And I was right, like, yeah. ah, it's not really me. But let me tell you something. I, I am... just realised something. Well, what's that? No, it's sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, it's okay. T-A-I-L, isn't it? It's not T-A-L-E. Oh, that's no. amazing. That's yeah, full like, clever. Like a fairy's tail. Fairies don't have tail, though, do they? Or do they have tails in this? They might have. Well, Where the, is it well, the, 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 the founder of the guild fairy tale, who technically dresses like a fairy i believe she has a tail i believe so but i, I, oh, I mean okay. to be fair we've just done nearly an hour and a half of, of radio so i'm not 100 percent sure i'm right about that just off the top of my memory it's almost like curious george quick question for you a little bit mandela effect does curious george have a tail or not well since i never knew who curious george was until i watched the um brian um, friend and fraser film oh right yeah George of the, the Jungle. jungle. <laughs> Is that based on Curious Jewel? That's not <laughs> no. based on Curious Jewel. Oh you... oh, you got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> watch out for watch... that Daryl. Not watch out for yeah, that, that tree. <laughs> no, it's, it's... um, What's the guy from uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? What's his name? Uh, what, what main guy? Jessica... Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick, yeah. Yeah, what about him? He's He was in Curious Jewel, wasn't he? 
Oh, yeah, they did do a film with him, with Curious George. They did, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because he was wearing the coat and the hat and he was got like gadgets coming out of his body. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And he, and he was an inspector, wasn't he? He was an inspector. Yeah, inspector. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but I he had gadgets and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And it was all about... <laughs> but no. No, no. Does Curious, Curious George, George ever No. You're I didn't correct. know that because I've seen it on Mandela Effect, oh, but right, I never... Yeah, yeah he doesn't I have a towel. I never knew he was. Yeah, but most people think he does have a towel. Um, well, so he's again, a monkey. He should have a towel. He should have a towel, but he doesn't. So, uh, And I could be it's... having the same effect with this. But anyway, look. What's he called? Chopped it off and just gave it to his strippers to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, carrots and slimer, as we yeah. should call him. Um, yeah. I am, and I always will be, a teenage boy at heart. And what that means... A teenage is, wasteland. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What that means is I'll always be a shonen at my core. Because that's who the shonen jump animes are made for. It's made for teenage boys. Or men, really, because we're always teenage boys. We never stop being teenage boys. Yeah, all men are teenage yeah. boys. And if you're looking for the best comedy shonen manga, because, for example, I wouldn't call Dr. Stone a comedy at all. It's got some funny moments in it, but it's not a comedy. This is a comedy and it has genuinely funny moments in it. So look no further than Fairy Tale. It's got a colourful cast of mages and cats alike, which if you watch it, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean. And I thought it was a good one to bring Oh, that's up. why it's called Fairy Tale for, because the cats the cats, the cats have got have tails, got tails that's yeah, why. And they can fly and they can that's why <laughs> And that's why it's Fairy Tale. Ah, oh, yeah. so you were putting it together. Has he got any big booby waifus in it? It's got a lot of big booby waifus in it. A lot. Oh, of, oh, oh. A lot of them. But most of them done really well. Um, and I'll explain that when I go into the characters, the two main female characters who definitely fall into that category, but they are not your typical anime, like your typical shonen female characters. They are not second-class citizens. In fact, in nearly every situation, they're better than their male counterparts. Now, um, and but they do cover every trope you could possibly imagine. Like, possibly imagine. Yeah, they've got, like, I think it's Etchy. Is that the, the, the jealous type that's madly in love with you and things like that? They got, they got it all. And that's the whole point of this, is this is a series that genuinely has a little bit of something for everyone. Just not you, Daryl, because there's no mix. Although, that oh, was what you. I wrote, and then I realised there was big booby waifus in it, so I was like, actually, there is something in there for you. So the, Are the cats the fairies? Uh, no. They've got wings as well. Yeah, they're, they're called X-Seeds. Uh, they're from a different planet, um, and they are not fairies, but they can fly. All of them can fly. Oh, hi. Um, oh, some of them hi. better than others, and some of them have different abilities of, on top of their flying. For example, you have one called Carla, who has the ability of premonitions. She, uh, she gets oh, right, okay. visions of the future. Whereas Happy, who's the main blue one that you're probably looking at at the moment, um, he's just got exceptionally good flying ability exceptionally good and he often takes Natsu who is his best friend and they fight and he basically becomes his way of flying during a fight yeah um, mm -hmm. now what I like to do is I like to write my own plot summary as opposed to reading right, IMDB okay. or anything like that based on yeah, what yeah. I've read now obviously I've watched the entire series so I do have a little bit more than I normally have but I've written one all the same it goes like this join us on an adventure like no other with magic limited only by the imagination and a cast of characters more colourful than a double rainbow. Take a seat and sit back as we join Fairy Tale, the least toughest sounding guild name possible, yet the best and strongest guild in all of the Kingdom of Fiore. With main players Lucy Hartfelia, the series narrator, and Kick 
but celestial wizard, Natsu Dragneel, the Goku of the series, a fire-spewing dragon slayer, his best friend and sparring partner, or if you like, Vegeta of the series, the Ice Mage, Grey Fallbuster, and rounding off the top four characters be Urza Scarlet, or should we say, Titania, Queen of the Fairies, who, in my opinion, is by far the best female wizard, not only in the whole guild, but in the whole series, and somebody that you really would not want to stand up at the altar, especially after you've seen her collection of swords. I would rather stand Carol Baskin up at the altar than stand up Urza Scarlet. Now, through their love of each other, they complete multiple perilous quests and overcome one bad mage after the other, from old guild masters to unknown brothers and dragon kings. It's a series that truly has a character for everyone, especially, to paraphrase Elfman, if you're a real man, <laughs> which is a... Uh, and I think Carol, as you have rightly pointed out, Carol Baskin... <laughs> Is a wife. <laughs> our, she's my uh, wife. Yeah, she, she's, she's my wife. Who? She absolutely is. I'm gonna get that printed on a t-shirt now. I'm gonna get oh. Carol. <laughs> I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna get mine to draw a version of uh, Carol Baskin as an anime character. Carol and, uh, Baskin with, is your uh, wife. I love it. And I'm gonna have uh, Carol Baskin is my wife. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> well, look, um, we're we're coming up for an hour and a half here, um, and we'll probably have the looks of it two songs. So we're gonna end with uh, a bit of a convincing night call, followed by, of course. David, don't hassle the Hoffs, true survivor. Um, so before we get to those, I'll just, I can't do your review of the whole series. There's 28, there's 328 episodes, you know, and there's a new, um, there's a new manga at the 100 year quest. So their quests are all based on how, the difficulty is based on how long it should take you. And none of them in the 328 episodes do a hundred year quest because it's supposed to be beyond their ability. It's supposed to take you a hundred years to complete it. Like that's how yeah. difficult mm -hmm. it is. Well, now the series has ended. We're now going into a hundred year quest. So they've got strong enough that they can do that. Um, right, okay. So the, the history lesson, again, I'm not really going to bother boring you with that. We haven't got loads of time and I want to talk about the four main characters. All you need to know is it was, as is nearly always the case, it was a Shonen magazine series. It was a manga series has been voted as number seven in the top 10 mangas. I believe of all time. I believe of all time. It's that is incredibly popular. There is a PS4 game coming out. I think it's scheduled, it was scheduled for June this year, but with everything that's going on, it's probably been delayed. So look, it's got that, that shonen pedigree. It's got that manga pedigree. That's all you really need to know about it. But I think if you're, if you haven't seen it and you think, well, why should I watch it? The series and what makes it brilliant is the cast of characters. And, right, okay. the, and it's the way in which everyone has, mostly speaking, because there are a couple of celestial wizards and things like that, they mostly have unique power sets. You know, and, and the magic is not... The magic, as I said, is only limited by imagination. You know, like, so you have, for example, Natsu Dragnil, who most consider to be the main protagonist of the series. Right, okay. Which means most people are wrong because he is not right. the main protagonist of the series. The main protagonist is Lucy, but I'll go into that in a second. Um, because basically it's her story and that'll make more sense when I go through that. But 
Natsu is most definitely chief support, without a shadow of a doubt. He is chief support. And as I said, after all, he is the Goku of the series. Now, he was raised as a child, not by his granddad, after coming from what, a different I, I, planet. Not, not raised by his granddad in an anime? No, not exactly. Raised by their granddad. But what he was, was raised by a fire dragon called Igniel, who raised him and right. taught him the lost magic art of dragon slayer magic. Right, okay. So although he doesn't actually intend to slay any dragons with it, uh, it's magic powerful enough to slay a dragon, you know. Uh, right, and okay. when you do see the dragons in the series, you realise how strong you really have to be because the dragons are very OP, very, very OP. And Natsu, who's being raised by Igniel, is suddenly sent 400 years into the future or our right. present day, if you like. Um, along with four other dragon slayers, and they were sent to the future to stop the most dangerous foe the world has ever seen, the dragon king, Agnologia. Right, okay. Who has all but killed every single dragon and mm -hmm. started life out as a human who learned dragon slayer magic, started fighting dragons, but the more he used it, it slowly took over him as is the theme in fairy tale. If you use your magic too much, you eventually become your magic. Oh, um, right, yeah, eventually you just... Yeah, boom. and he becomes a dragon, but he is unstoppable. So we have a character who I'm not really going to talk about much here because I haven't got much time, but we have a character called Guild Arts, who I love, and he is the strongest character in the the, the whole guild, but he's so strong that they he's never around. He's always sent off on a 100-year quest because he's OP. And he got torn to pieces by Agnologia torn to pieces and guild oh, arts right, could yeah. take the whole guild on on his own and agnologia yeah. <laughs> ripped him to pieces without even sweating you know without even uh, mm -hmm. no effort whatsoever so you know he's he's tough let's be it and the other character you need to know about with natsu is happy which is his flying talking blue cat best friend um now look, the question right, is yeah. why that do is I... the fairy, fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. But yeah, it, it's he is an ex seed. So why do I love Natsu? Well, he just likes to scrap like Goku. He is Goku, and he never knows when he's beat. So he's got that heart in him. You know that that heart that makes Goku yeah, great he... is that if you hurt his family, you know he will find something from nowhere. It's all about his, you know. But he loves a fight. He loves proving he's the strongest. And yeah. mm -hmm. as I said in this, he has a heart of gold encasing all that fire inside of him. Because obviously he's a, a fire wizard. And as I said, if you are his family, you've got a brother for life. But don't ever make the mistake of hurting his family. Right, okay. The next character, the narrator of the series. And this is why I believe her to be the main protagonist. This is her story. She's right, the narrator. Yeah. If the series starts with Lucy Hartfelia getting uh, kidnapped by somebody claiming to be Salamander. Right, okay. But Natsu's actually Salamander. Right, right, okay. And he saves her, and then he brings her into the fairy tale guild. So from that moment onwards, it's all about her history, her experience of being part of fairy tale. And let yeah. me tell you, she had the potential to be a real terrible character. But in actual yeah. fact, it's my opinion that she is one of the best written characters in the whole series. She's fragile, but strong. She's naive, but wise. Vulnerable, but independent. To look at her, you would say she is your typical 
blonde haired, big boobed anime character. She's the big boob waifu that like I was talking about. Exactly. You would think that, right? And lazy, if they had have had lazy writing, that's exactly what she could have been. One of those, a character more one dimensional than anybody Danny Dyer's ever played. <laughs> yeah. So, right. That, that's the potential. But, but in have. fact, you could say yeah. her character is three dimensional like her boobies. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> just just like those. Um, that is a perfect point to make. Um, I'm not boob-obsessed, people. I'm not. No, he's not. It's, but it's, if you watch anime, you'll understand all of it. Look, if you're listening to this part, you're an anime fan, you completely get what Daryl's saying. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. The, you, you know fan what service, I'm coming for. Fan service. That's what it's called. Yeah, There's exactly. a whole expression for it. Um, but instead, she's used to take you on the journey of growth. You start with her and she's, you know, she's strong in her own right, but not that strong. And you grow with her and you grow as, as fairy tale becomes more of her family, they become more your family. You know, you really, without her, this series does not work. And the other thing as well is that she comes from money. She's, you know, like, and, and that builds in as well is that, you know, she's given up everything to, to, to build these unbreakable bonds, not only with fairy tale, but with her celestial keys. So her yeah. magic is that she can call uh, spirits that are signs of the Zodiac. So like Leo, oh, well, cool. Aquarius, uh, Taurus. Yeah. You know, comes out as, Taurus comes out as a big cow, Red, for example. Red Bull. Yeah. Badger, he, and he is, man. he is more thirsty for big boobs than you are. Let's put it that she, way. Uh, he is hilarious. Can uh? you call up the Tiger King? She, well, she does because she calls Leo. Yeah, she calls Leo. Um, he's, who, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a lion, he's a lion not a tiger. That's a good point, yeah. But they had lions and tiger kings. So that still half works. Um, but I mean, her, just can her... she call Tony the tiger? Because uh, he appears, just go great, and he just eats yeah, frosties. But he's one of her. Don't silver... listen to me, Gary. I'm just. A... He's one of her <laughs> silver keys. He's one of her silver keys. <laughs> so uh... Captain <laughs> um, Crunch. You exactly. do Captain Crunch. Um, now, why do I love Lucy? As I Snap, said, crackle and pop. Yeah, exactly. I've got I've got to speed this up a little bit because <laughs> I'm running out of time, and I've got two more characters to talk about. So, as I said, she's the narrator. This is her story. Right. Um, she, along with it, it's just she's amazing. Her spirits, her fighting, like she does things like Lucy kick. That's ridiculous, but it's hilarious because it's just doing her a kick. She's just kicking. She calls it a Lucy kick, and it's hilarious, you know, like things like that. Uh, and she'll say Lucy kick every time she uses it. And what you have to understand about this series is it's all about the dragon slayers. They, they are the like the Saiyans of Dragon Ball Z. Yet here she is, the potential one-dimensional waifu who keeps up with these dragon slayers, and she becomes somebody you do not want to mess with. And talking of women you don't want to mess with, next up is Urza Scarlet, or as she is rightly known, Titania. Now, if you don't know, Titania was a name brought up by William Shakespeare uh, in his... If you don't uh, know, then don't know. Yeah, I don't know. in his play, A Midsummer Night's Dream, where oh, yeah, yeah. he has a character called Titania, who is queen of the fairies. So oh. that is where the name comes from. So she's queen oh. of the fairies. Although she's not head of the guild, she will be one day. Trust me on that, because there's she she's the mum of the group, yet she's only about a year older than everybody else. She's, yeah. other than guild arts... Nobody, and maybe uh, Laxus, who's right, the okay. current Guildmaster's grandson, other than them two, nobody can hang with her. Nobody. You know, I mean, like, she is that yeah. tough. <laughs> and her magic is what's called equip magic, where she pulls weapons and things and armor out of nowhere, certain ones, obviously, and they all have different abilities and so on and so forth. But when you really need to worry about her, is when she doesn't have her armor, 
She doesn't have loads of swords. She's just got her katana. Because that right, is okay. when, yeah, when she goes into that mode, that is Urza like, oh, you've messed up mode. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that is, but she's great. She is amazing. And you know, why do I love her? Well, the series loves to show you how powerful characters are like Nazi. As I said, the, the, the Dragon Slayers, Gargi or another Dragon Slayer. Yet, as I said, none of them can hold, and including the Fire Breather, Natsu, can hold a candle to her. Like, she is the baddest of the bad in the group. And when the chips are down, and you're staring up at the Tower of Heaven, that's a reference for the fairy tale fans, you better believe the Queen of Fairies will find a way out. You know, she will find a way. And more than anything, I love how she is being written. She is an armadillo. She is hard on the outside, but soft on the inside. Armadillo. Like a dime. Like, like a, a dime bar. Like an opposite dime bar. Like an opposite dime bar. Armadillo. Crunchy in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Soft on the outside. Oh, I forget what he was. Yeah, it was, you well, it was that advert. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's where I got Armadillo. Armadillo. Um, her exterior. Crunchy on the outside, soft on the middle. <laughs> exactly. Her exterior is that is of a battle hardened vet. Yet inside, she's a person full of frailties like any one of us. She's so well written. She is brilliant. Um, and finally, as I am running out of time here, um, the final character, my favourite character, my boy, Grateful Buster. Um, and I'm actually going to drop Kavinsky's Night Call so I can give a little bit of time just to talk about my boy, Grateful Buster, because he is the opposite of Natsu. Natsu's fire, he is ice. He, they are perfect sparring partners. They are best friends, but they're like frenemies. They love fighting each other because they are each other's parallel. And... Let me tell you, the way he is written is his demeanor is as icy cool as his magic. And what is his magic? It's the ability to manipulate ice. He can make it out of nothing, create anything. If you want a big ice gorilla, although it's actually Leon that does that, but he can do things like it's called ice maker magic. But later he gets um, ice demon slayer magic as well. Oh, ice demon slayer magic. Yeah, what I love about him is that Grey is not to be messed with. You know, he was orphaned at a young age and his mission in life has been to avenge the death of not only his family, but his old master, Ur, who lost her life def by um, defending Grey against a, a big demon called De uh, Deliora, who was the demon that killed Grey's parents. Um, oh, right, and she okay. encased him in what's called an ice shell. But to do that spell, you have to give up your life. So, oh, okay. so it's been his mission to to avenge her so to speak to find a way to bring her back to find a way to finally get rid of Deliora and then it goes off from there for him and look if you know like as I said the you know you've got Titania who's queen of the theories don't count her out do not count Grey out either you know I have referenced Dragon Ball Z a lot in this because for me if I'd have watched Fairy Tale over Dragon Ball Z I never would have been as big a fan of Dragon Ball Z because Grey is not like Piccolo, where if you're not a Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z, you eventually get left behind. That's the way yeah. it works. Grey yeah, it's just, isn't, it's, yeah, he's not a Dragon you know, Slayer. You don't see Yamcha anymore. Or, no, exactly. Yeah, Yamcha or or Krillin. Yatsu or not not Yatsu. Um, Chatsu. Krillin. Chatsu. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah, Krillin. Yeah, that was an even better one. You don't see them anymore, or certainly near the end, they were. They were. It didn't matter if they were there. They they would yeah, openly like, admit Dragon themselves. Ball. Dragon Ball C Super is all about the Saiyans now. Yeah. It's all about the Saiyans! Because exactly, there's so right? many of them, you know what I mean? But Grey, despite not being a Dragon Slayer, he, he keeps pace with them. Even at the end, you know, the big bad boss, he's there to fight him. You know, like he's, 
He keeps pace. And not only does he not get left behind, but his personality grows throughout. I mean, like, along with his strength, along with his ability to, to, to handle uh, demons. His only problem is keeping his clothes on. Right, okay. Because he's an ice wizard, he is always hot. <laughs> so, so he strips oh, right. it, and he, and he doesn't even realise he's doing it. He's just suddenly so he's, standing there in his so, so his so his last name means a lot. He's he's always got a full buster on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, look, why do I love Grey? He's my favourite character, like of the male characters for sure. Firstly, if you watch it, he's got an amazing relationship with another character called Juvia, who is obsessed with him she is a water mage and she is in love with him like and he's but he's playing that cool you know like james dean i don't care character you know like that that kind of thing with her but he loves her as well and one mistake you don't want to make when it comes to gray is hurting juvia because if you hurt juvia i don't care how strong you are gray will f oh no one knew like gray full buster why is that because he's, he's a hunk, isn't he? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no shit on the yeah, black air. I yeah. even have a Funko Pop. The first Funko Pop I bought was a Grey Full Buster one. And, uh, I just put your grey your hair like that for. You should, you yeah. should want an anime hair. I wanna, yeah, you I want anime hair. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You got it in one. So, look, he's a cool character. He's nonchalant. You know, but like any member of Fairy Tale, he has a deep bond and a deep care for his family, and he will do anything for them, including giving up his life to save them. Because he often goes to use the ice shell spell to save them, knowing that he would give up his life. He is stabbed, he's left for dead times. He's, there's many times where he is willing to lay his life down for his family, for his friends, you know. And a the theme in all of this is most of them are orphans. In fairy tale, oh, right, okay. you know that's how yeah. we get away with the no parents. But you actually do have a parent, which is the guildmaster uh, Makarov. Uh, he's like the granddad, if you like, of the group. He's a sh- very small little man who's grey-haired, grey. Whose magic is the fact that he can grow huge, grows into like a huge, like monster sort of. But he's still him, just massive, you know. Like, um, yeah, so I yeah. like the juxtaposition of the fact that his normal state is him as a little two-foot, three-foot man, you know, like like a little sort of pixie. You know, like, and then his magic is that he can grow into something the size of Godzilla. Um, you know, basically, Grateful Buster is the guy we all wished we could be. Um, yeah. But for anybody that wants to take on Grey, I've already said, don't hurt Juvia. That's your first mistake. And your second mistake is, do not think he is dumb. He is a very astute character. Many people have thought they've been able to get the wall over his eyes, only to realise that he was tricking you, and the whole time you were falling into his plan. Right. Oh yeah. So look, I'm running out of time now. That's my little short love letter to Fairy Tale. And with that in mind, though, we, we're kind of gonna have to, like, you know, wrap this up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We thought we wouldn't have enough time to. We're like, we do four segments. This will, this, this, and then we just go into Tiger King, and we just like we lapped that up, didn't we? Really, yeah. like a like a tiger in a big bowl of milk. We couldn't stop like licking from the bowl, or like a like a tiger eating a big bowl of Carol Baskin's ex-husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, we couldn't help but lap it all up. Um, like a tiger, like a tiger eating a horse that was donated to a to a zoo. Oh, no, no, no. And the worst part about it is we spoke for thirty minutes about this yesterday at our test run on this, uh, and yeah, and yet we didn't talk about anything we talked about today either. So we could have done the whole show on that. But with that in mind, that is the end. Obviously, we're back on social media. We're we're making a comeback. 
we're going to fight back against this this pandemic. Remember, it's pop culture climate. Just search anywhere pop culture climate, and you'll find us. Facebook, Twitter, yes. Instagram, anywhere. Yeah. You know how Google works. But you, you know, know, everyone says they're social media. Come on, if you can't search to find social media, then you're being a bit too lazy. We don't want you as a fan. We want to make you no. work for it. We want Come to on. make you work. Like Daryl has made me work for that nipple he's showing me right now. We want to make <laughs> you work for it. And on that note... What, yeah. oh, go on, go on. It's- it's dangerous doing this on the internet because I just spent maybe 20 minutes looking at pictures of Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. I know you. It was, it was well-timed anime adventure because I could see what you were doing. I was like, brilliant. I could actually talk about the anime about him jumping in every two seconds. So I was like, this is fantastic. Um, but with that in mind, I think it's time to say goodbye from him. And goodbye from him. And until next week, this has been Pop Culture Climate. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. 